25 years on the PGA Tour and a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Jay Delsing brings you his perspective on one of the world's greatest games as a professional golfer and network broadcaster. It's the game that connects the pros and the average Joes. Brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Golf with Jay Delsing is now on 101 ESPN. Good morning, St. Louis, and welcome to Golf with Jay Delsing. I am your host, Jay. With me is my buddy and on and off caddy, John Furless. Good morning, Furley. How are you? Good morning. Fantastic to be here. Lots to talk about, and what an exciting last uh, last week of golf. Yeah, absolutely. And, oh, man, I just, well, we formatted the show like a typical round of golf, and our first segment's called uh, the On the Range segment, which is brought to you by 20 Minutes to Fitness. 20 minutes of fitness once a week is all you need, and 20 minutes of fitness works for me. Okay, so we got the weather changing. Finally, we can see the birds are coming back. I mean, spring has sprung, baby. Spring has sprung. It's just, it's just so, so exciting. So everybody's getting ready to play. I'm getting. We talked about this. I'm getting ready to play. You are. Um, the listeners are getting ready to play, and I, I've got to say something that. Um, before we talk a little bit about what else is going to be in the show, folks, the springtime is without a doubt here in St. Louis in the Midwest, the most difficult time to play golf condition wise. Okay. And here's why. First of all, the courses are wet as hell. We've gotten so much rain. The ball goes nowhere. You're going to literally get no roll at all. Um, it's also windy and chilly. We know for a fact that these modern golf balls perform better when it's warm, especially over 80 degrees. It's a considerable difference. So they're um, not going to carry as far, and they're not going to roll. So there's two things. Yep. The windiness, how many of us would die to get a little breeze in the summer around here? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's hot, dead air. Um, the, the other thing is two things, next two most important things. The golf courses themselves will be in as difficult and probably, I'll say poor, condition that you'll see them all year. The rough is going to be higher, Pearl. They're not going to get out and cut it because of how much rain we get in the, in the springtime. The greens aren't going to be grown in fully. It makes putting very difficult and tough. And then the last icing on top of this huge cake is nobody's played. Yeah, I think that's some of the icing to get, we'll get to in a second if we may. But when that ball's sitting down like around the greens, even in the fairway, it's sitting on dirt, on the mud. So you're trying to chip out of that mud, and if you don't know how to use your bounce, and even if you do, that's a hard, hard shot. The other thing, and we saw this particularly um, the last round of the TPC uh, tournament, the guys have to start swinging harder because the ball's not going as far, to your point. Their mind, after all that practice in those first three rounds, says this is an eight-iron hole, or in the case of 17, this is a middle wedge or a wedge. All of a sudden, they got to stand up there with a nine-iron. Now they're questioning the heck out of themselves, and they start swinging harder. Well, you start swinging harder, you lose your pace a little bit. You lose your rhythm in your swing a little bit. Things can start falling apart pretty darn easy. So, yeah, there's a lot of those components that really make it tough. So here we are. We're all excited because we get to go play, and then we start playing like crap. No doubt. I mean, you know, you, and, and and make no mistake about it. You just brought up the TPC, and we did the, the show last week to give folks an idea about the TPC. But it doesn't sound like much going from a, a middle wedge or a pitching wedge to a nine iron. But psychologically, there's just something about that. And you saw some – well, you saw Tiger. He made a, but he made a quad, quadruple on uh, Friday. Yeah. I mean, to his credit, still – Easily made the cut and things like that was playing well, but one, one more subject on that. Tough. One more subject, and I know you'll agree with this too. We talk about how the ball reacts. We talk about the softness of the of the green, and and things aren't quite uh, groomed yet at that point. How about our bodies? How about our bodies at the beginning of the season and in that cool weather? We don't. We don't. We're already. Two old goats. So we already don't have the dang flexibility we used to. Then you get a little bit cooler out there, probably wearing a sweater, maybe a little bit of rain gear, possibly on top of that. All those things, we can't get the turn in there. We can't get that that body warmed up. That's a big deal. And I think earlier in the year, guys like Tiger, guys like Phil, 
they were they although we're going to talk about Phil at Pebble somehow he more than figured out how to do it but it's tough to get your body going in this weather now there's no question our email right in is uh, that we got this week is speaks to that exactly talking about you know the, the first time you get out and swing the club after you've been in the winter the whole year it's like what yeah how do I do yeah. this where, where am I going with this my body you know feels like it just doesn't want to do that and the golf swing is not the most natural motion that you have. You don't just roll out of bed and go, I'm going to swing this club well. This is going to be easy. So when we go out there with excitement and high expectations, don't hate the game by the end of what? April. So I've heard this so many times, especially these last five or six years, Pearl, where I haven't been traveling as much, mm-hmm. haven't been playing as much, so I'm around. Yeah, you weren't even around here a lot was, of times the first quarter of the year. It was just least. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it was just great to be out being sunny and, and playing on tour. But um, I do, I'll, guys are like, man, I've just, I can't get this. Mm-hmm. I can't, and I'm like, tap the brake here. Mm-hmm. Just give yourself a, a breather. You've... You've probably played eight rounds of golf in conditions that probably only warranted maybe five rounds of golf because you're so gung-ho to play. And you're also, like you said, those expectations, man. Yeah. If you don't manage those, even when you're playing well in the summer, they can come back to bite you. But, it's um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great thing. I mean, I love looking just at the, the planet going from dead to alive. I love mm-hmm. seeing the leaves. I love seeing the... The, you know, the flowers come out. It's um, one of those things that always, you know, makes me feel good that spring is definitely coming. So maybe just keep our, keep track of our expectations a little yep. bit. Uh, realize the ball's not going to go as far. Don't press it. Add, add, grab a little bit extra club. Work on that rhythm, even though it's going to be a little bit extra hard. And don't worry. Come May, June, you'll be bombing it like you used to and just hitting all those fairways and bombing <laughs> it right down the middle. There won't be any problems. That's what everybody's <laughs> doing, right? Bombing it. That's just fantastic. Pearl, you know, I just... I uh, I just think about how um, the the stuff that we've talked about. If if only even say, you know, ten percent of some of the tips go get through to the to guys and gals to help them because it's you know that's really what my heart is in that it truly is. Take an extra club, even when it's warm. Always. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's take, true. Take an two, extra club two this time of year. Always. Yeah, two you're this gonna, time you can even take two. I mean, I will absolutely do that when I'm when I'm playing now and i'm one of the few that knows for the most part how far their you know their, their ball right. goes so right. um yeah so we've talked about that and um let's let's talk a little bit about what we're going to cover on the show today just from a kind of a an overview we've got some great stuff this is going to be a this is our 12th show i can't believe we've done 12 of these already hopefully 2500 i figure we'll end up with at some point right mm. Wow. Me? What do you think about that? Everybody's <laughs> me, good. Me, me might not think that's a good idea. He just fell on people... his chair. What? Get, get up over there, A lot Brad. of people might not think that's a good idea. Yeah, we, we don't know about 2,500, but I love your optimism, and I love <laughs> Remember your... when we were on the golf course, though, and you'd be out there in the tournaments, and you'd be pressing and stuff, and I would just go up to you yep. and say, you know, Jay, you still have 14,000 holes yet to be played on the se- on the tour before you go to senior tour, and you look at me like, what are you talking about? Yep. I said... Just relax. We've got thousands of more holes we're going to play in your career. And, and I'm thinking, this hole right now is driving me bonkers. <laughs> Why do I want to play 12,000 more? You know, but of course, I'd probably play 24,000 more. Um, so we got to talk about Phil Mickelson. Yep. Great win at Pebble Beach. One of the best nine holes of golf. Well, we'll, we'll say a top five of all time. A great. I, I, I think given the situation of his age, some of the physical things he's battling, uh Late in his career, you've played there. I've been fortunate to play. I've caddied for you there. That was an incredible exhibition he put on. Absolutely. 48 years old. Uh, can't say enough about that. So we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the new rules of golf. Really? Folks, folks we have we done five shows on We that. have done some deeper diving into the, some of the rules of golf that you guys may or may not be aware of that will come into play in your golf game sometime this summer. We can promise you. And I already got bit by one. I was playing with some friends I'll tell you about down in Florida uh, a couple weeks ago, and some of those new rules came out and yep. the drops and stuff like yep. that and absolutely blew my mind. It cost me a hole and my attitude for about eight more holes. <laughs> yeah, so we'll get, a, we'll get that. We'll talk about uh, the new rules of golf are going to have putting with the flagstick in, the really stupid idea of dropping from knee height. Um, we also had... Uh, 
Ho Sung Choi made his uh, U.S. debut. Unfortunately, didn't go very well for him at uh, at Pebble Beach. Uh, but uh, Tiger's uh, initial performances have come out of the gate very nicely, and um, it's great to see him in the mix. Our two favorites, though. Mm-hmm. We awarded uh, two of our favorites, um, Amy Bakerstedt um, and um, Valentino Dixon, get uh, the shout-outs. We're going to cover those guys. So awesome. That's lots of lots of really neat stuff to uh, cover. Um, we also have Justin Hoagland is going to join us here. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, I think we're wrapping up the basics and talking about P for posture. For us instructors, this is one of the first things we look at uh, with players that we have in front of us. There's no reason not to have good posture in this game. All great players have it. And it really doesn't take skill to achieve it. Um, think about the position your body is in when you're bouncing a basketball, for example. You know, And without thinking about it, it's easy to achieve decent balance and coordination at that point. Good posture is about supporting athletic movement, as all sports really demand that, or most of them do. In general, here's what we're looking for as far as a few points in posture. Feet basically shoulder-width apart, basically neutral. That means you don't flare them out too much or or point them inward too much. Uh, Bend from the hips forward toward the ground with the tailbone past your heels. The chest up, or excuse me, the chest and chin up. Um, with the shoulders back. Um, and then one final point that I always like to point out with my students that the, that is that the weight needs to be centered from toe to heel. In other words, um, basically get your weight centered underneath your shoelaces. This puts people in a good position, athletically ready to move at the high speed that the golf demands it. That was uh, Justin Hoagland. We wrapped up the uh, acronym GASP. We covered P for posture, and um, we titled that series "The Basics: How to Become More Consistent." And I think those those things are really poignant. The the, the um, each area of what Justin talked about can really help these amateur golfers, Pearl. And I, one of the things that I I think is really important, we're going to continue harping on this, is how to not miss shots. Before you hit them, Absolutely. meaning let's get our body set up correctly, guys. Let's get our body set up to give you the best chance to hit these, you know, these these shots the way you want to. Because you just can't stand up to the ball in any fashion. It, there has to be some purpose to it. And to your point, that's great for the amateur player. But the pros are doing that every single day. It doesn't get talked about that much, but that is a staple in their daily routine, isn't it? No doubt. It's not sexy, but it is so important. Well, we got to take a short break. That's going to wrap up the On the Range segment. Please stay with us as we move into the front nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Doster, Olam, and Boyle LLC are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. The firm was started in January 2015 by Mike Doster, Jess Olam, and John Boyle, three veterans of the St. Louis real estate, banking, commercial, and corporate legal landscape. The firm was founded on the shared view that success should be measured by client and community satisfaction, not profits for partner. The firm's focus is on business, real estate, corporate, finance and restructuring, and succession planning. Since its founding in 2015, Doster, Olam, and Boyle have been involved in real estate, business, and corporate transactions with a combined value in excess of over $1 billion. For decades, Doster, Olam, and Boyle lawyers have been recognized as leaders in their practice areas by their peers. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC. Extraordinary talent, ordinary people. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. I just wanted to let you know that USA Mortgage has lowered its rates this month. That's right. They've lowered their rates. We are keeping them down as long as we can to take advantage of the great real estate market this spring. Buyers are flooding the market. Values are going up. And USA Mortgage is ready to help you with you and your pre-approval, refi, or cash-out opportunity. We can help you eliminate your mortgage insurance, shorten your term, or pay off debt. Please call Joe Sheezer at 314-628-2015 to apply or get sound financial advice for your mortgage needs. Hurry while the rates are still low. You can apply online at usamortgage.com slash Joe Sheezer. That's S-C-H-I-E-S-Z-E-R. Or call him directly at 314-628-2015. 
NMLS number 231118. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company is proud to be an official sponsor of 101 ESPN's newest show, Golf with our friend Jay Delsing. Just like Jay, Urban Chestnut is born right here in St. Louis. With three local brewing and restaurant locations, you won't travel far to sample straight from the source. If you're heading out to the links this weekend or if you're just in the mood for a classic German-style beer, grab a four-pack of our fresh, refreshing Zwickel Bavarian Lager wherever craft beers are sold. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company, St. Louis, Missouri. Prost! You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. You can find Jay online at jdelsinggolf.com. Welcome back, folks. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Jay and John are here. We are bringing you this segment, I like to call the front nine, and um, reach out to us with uh, comments, questions, or requests. And if we read your email on air, you get Golfer 2 at Gateway National Golf Club. Beautiful golf course just on the east side of the river, and that is compliments of Walter's Golf Management. I really like that that golf course. I've caddied for you a couple times. It seems to always be in good shape when I've been out there. So the email winner this week is from Sally. She writes, I have not done one thing this winter to help my golf game. This sounds like my wife. That's that's her name, so we got that much, and she's done nothing on her golf game, so that that's true too. Now the better weather is approaching, and I'm getting excited to play again, just what we talked about in the first segment. I just hit some balls for the first time last week, and I was so stiff, I felt like my backswing didn't get past my weight, my waist. This is my wife. <laughs> what can you suggest to help me prepare for this season? I turned 50 this year, and she's lying about her age. <laughs> this is perfect. This is definitely her. I know why she's doing this. She's got a fundraiser for her, um, her dog rescue group, and she's trying to get some uh, rounds of golf so that uh, she can uh, uh, pawn them off in the raffle and make some money for her dog group. So... Uh, good for her. I don't know how you pick these names, but you, you picked my wife. I hope that's okay. Absolutely, <laughs> Sally. Thanks for running us in. Is this for ears? Yeah, for Is ears. This for ears. For it's so so it's um, F- Effingham Animal, Animal Rescue Animal Sanctuary. Rescue Sanctuary. Yeah. She, she yeah, founded so. that about uh, boy. I should know this, but about nine, ten years ago, they've done a great a great uh, amount of work to save animals in our in our community. Well, Sally, thanks for writing in, and uh, best of luck with the. Uh, I just had an. I just got myself a new puppy, and uh, <laughs> Sally, I'm going to need all sorts of help. So help, <laughs> Sally. Anyway, uh, thanks for the email, and um, our first segment, the on range segment, is sponsored by a fitness company here in town. Twenty minutes of fitness that have. Uh, I know they support the show, and I have a relationship with them, but I would not have a relationship with them if this stuff didn't work. I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't be associated with it. And what you've really got to do, and you and I talked about this when we were having dinner um, a couple days ago, you have got, as you age, you've got to stretch. You've got to keep moving. You have got to keep this body you know, going or else, man, the golden years – they're tough anyway, and you just have to have to do that. We wound up sitting in the office, and, you know, I know Sally, uh, she's driving to God knows where to pick up animals and uh, of all sorts. And, um, you know, for her to, to, to try to swing, it was probably – it can almost be painful, you know. And so you've really got to – and especially this weather, you know, it's warmer, but let's not get crazy. It's not warm yet. And so it makes it difficult. It, it really doesn't. So you've got to spend time in the gym. It's, it's boring, it's, though, Jay. So, how, how, do you, how do we get ourselves to do it? For me, and I think others, stretching's boring. Lifting weights or doing something where your heart's racing, you're putting up a sweat. But how do you get yourself to stretch? Well, unfortunately, I've been a stretcher ever since I hurt my back. Mm. And it was like... No choice then. It was no choice. And yeah. so, unfortunately, and that's how we humans are, we need a big smack upside the head before we pay attention. And, um, you know, I was just um, – my daughter, Joe is a really good volleyball player, and she is physically fit and all this, but she doesn't stretch. And mm-hmm. she said, Dad, my back is, is hurting me. And, I'm, I'm, you know, and so we sat down. I said, Dear, here's what you have to do. And you just have to somehow make yourself do it, and uh, it, it's not a it's not a thirty minute thing, it's a it's a five to ten minute thing. But you just want to be gentle with your body, especially as you age. You don't want to go tearing those muscles. You just want to be gently stretching, and once you feel that tightness, just try to push it slightly, and then back off, and then do that side again. 
Remind me, I can remember several years ago, I was watching you kind of warm up and stuff like that, and you said kind of the new mindset with the whole stretching was to go ahead and get warmed up and do some activity before you stretch. You shouldn't stretch cold. Isn't oh, no, and no question, no question, no question. Once upon a time, we used to stretch yep. to start basketball practice, right. stretch to do different things, and you want to make sure your body's warm before you stretch, right? Typical, g- great point, and I should have mentioned that. So typically, I know, that's why I mentioned it. Could, <laughs> hey, per, hey, me, Pearly got a great point. Give him one notch over there. One and gold that, star so and far. In that column that's empty for Pearly's good points. <laughs> right. No, but what's what's interesting is, that, you know, we have the fitness trailers on tour now, Pearl. We have this, and um, every single player goes over and rides the bike for 15, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And it's not, they're not busting it, mm-hmm. but they're getting those muscles warm. Mm-hmm. And they're just creating that slight, just a little little sweat and then they'll go through some of their other routines. And, I mean, that was basically the last 15 years of my career. That's exactly how I started every single round. So you did it as far as to get away from those injuries. But here's one thing that might help us with the incentive to stretch. Who hits the ball further, guys with flexibility or guys with no flexibility? We're looking at two right here. Yeah. I have none. You have quite a bit. You hit it way past me. Yeah. it's it's. I mean, you t- take, for example, imagine Fred Couples' swing that is absolutely glorious, just mm-hmm. beautiful motion. Long, but smooth. Im- but imagine that if his body wasn't limber. Yeah. It just it would wouldn't look, be it. It wouldn't, it wouldn't yeah. look anything like that. So right. that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, that's what we need. we got to have that. If we, you want to hit the ball further— you, and you have more flexibility, hit the ball further, yep. plain and simple. You've got to have it. And you know what, folks? If you can, get your butt out of the cart and try to walk some. That'll help so much. It'll, I mean, we can't. We have never even talked about that on the show yet, but that will help so much um, with with getting a feel for the game. And, and I think we lost meat on that one. But you can drink more beer that way, bro. You can just <laughs> – The you beer can, can still be in the cart. Exactly. Have the, just have them drive one over and go, hey, I'm out. Just bring one over. But to your point on that, I wish that no teenager ever rode in a gar- golf cart. Ever. You just said to me the magic word there, the feel for the game. Yep. When you're in the cart, you lose that. I remember playing professionally, playing through college. We never rode in carts. As the mini tours went on for me, there was tournaments we started playing in carts. I could, I hated it. I lost all of that pace of the round, the feel of the round, whatever that, whether it's the extra time in between or the time by myself where I'm not sitting next to somebody else necessarily. I, I literally wish teenagers, at least, to learn the game, never got in a cart. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why you see so many pitch marks not fixed on greens is because when you're walking up the front part of the green like you would if you're playing in Great you know where the where the golf was created over in Scotland or anywhere like that you walk up the front part of the green you fix your pitch marks you ride in a golf cart you you're you're you enter the back part of the green the side part of the green you never think at all about your pitch mark but yeah mom uh, and dad keep the kids out of the cart yep. if they want to learn the game keep the kids out of the cart all right, let's talk about Phil. Did I say that enough? Yeah, okay. I like it. Say it again if you want to. You got a good point this show, Pearly. Meat's got a whole new category for you. I got you two around. stars. All right, perfect. Um, Phil Mickelson, what a start to the 2019 portion of the, I guess I can't really call it the year because the year officially Whatever. starts in fall. Yeah. We went over that, yeah. kicked that horse down the road a bit. Yeah. Uh, so he starts off at the Desert Classic and Adam Long Birdie's the last hole out of nowhere, horrible. And and Phil starts with a you know a T second, which is great. And then goes the next week and wins at at Pebble. And you know his back nine was off the rails, just spec just spectacular. Started the day pearl three behind Paul Casey, who has played some beautiful golf the last. They can really years. really strike the ball. Absolutely can. And Phil just took no prisoners. Shot sixty five. And. Close the door on that event and uh, in in typical Phil style. In the conditions, though, that normally throw people sideways. Wind, cool. I don't remember. Was it rainy as well or not that that day? I don't I don't remember the rain. I don't remember the but rain. But then what also was kind of cool, and I'm not sure how many other players 
of not that caliber or not that savvy, he started hitting very different shots. He, he started hitting that knockdown, taking that extra club like we talked about. It's cool. The ball's not really going anywhere. And he'd hit those low bullets in there. I had more fun watching those nine holes because all of a sudden he clicked into something and whatever that knockdown kind of bullet thing, and the course was set up to where it could receive that shot, that was exciting to watch from a guy. All of a sudden he's like, I have to completely change. He changed his game and blew the field away. Two things to watch when you're, when you're, if you're wondering how, how, how do you know he's doing that. I know you know because you've played golf at a high level. Folks, when you see those abbreviated finishes – when you see those the, those those hands on his finish through swing not get much higher than waist high or somewhere between waist high and shoulder height, that's a knockdown. That that's there's something being taken off of that shot. You can also tell some guys like to choke up, some don't. So that, so that's really not a way to do it. But one of the other things that it does, Pearl, and you know how effective it is at Pebble Beach is it takes spin off the ball. Mm-hmm. And when those greens are so soft because they got an inordinate amount of rain, so soft that it's important to be able to, you know, I, I can remember the spectators loving watching my ball spin back, and it inevitably was getting further and further away from the hole, and I'm getting <laughs> but it was spinning, and I'm getting more pissed off, and they're thinking that is such a great shot. I wish I could do that, and I'm like, oh, you know. So as a tour play, we hate that. Because it's not control. You know, I want my ball to go the distance I want it to. I don't want it to spin out of control. But when he changed that, I, I'm challenging. There isn't at most a handful of players on the tour that could just change to hit knockdowns for kind of for a whole nine holes, which is more or less what happened. You're going to see a guy hit a knockdown to keep it under a branch. He might get a knockdown to hit a single shot on a hole or two. But he just changed how he played the game from all the practice rounds the previous rounds of that tournament, and who knows the last three times he played the darn turn, uh, uh, Pebble in tournaments. That's what blew me away, and he stuck with it and, and, and just blew him away. And you're going to see the older generation that's playing the tour are the folks that know how to do that. Jim Furyk also comes to mind. No question. He is always working that ball and working you know, his hands up and down the shaft of that, that grip trying to you know, shorter club, a little knockdown, and you see Tiger do that all the and time. Because those, well. those guys played like us. Back when with the blot of ball, with the different types of clubs where we learned to, to work that, it's not just to stand up there, hit these towering shots at the hole all day long. So that, that's what pumped me up. And I thought that was awesome that he could do that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, Tiger had a couple of nice uh, starts. He had a, a 20th place finish at the Farmers with a great last uh, nine holes of golf. I think he shot four under par his last nine holes of golf. Then came out uh, the L.A. Open at Riviera, the Genesis L.A. Open, a T-15th. And uh, and then a T tenth at the World Golf Championship. You see him trending from twentieth and fifteenth to tenth. You thought maybe he might have uh, had a top five finish at uh, the Players, but it was not. To well, be. it wasn't to be. But also, you see, you've seen him smile. Did you see that interaction with uh, Kevin? Na- Kevin Na- oh, one of my favorites. <laughs> but but yeah. you would never see that before. No. Here again, the guy's really changing his his world. Yeah, that's fantastic, man. That segment just flew by. Well, that's going to wrap up the front nine. We got to take a pause for a moment so you can hear from some of the cool folks that sponsor this show. Thank goodness for them. Thank God for our friends that are sponsoring Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. Are you looking for a golf training facility and PGA pros to help you out year-round? Make sure you get to Golf Tech. They've been in St. Louis since 2007 and have three convenient locations to serve you. They've got state-of-the-art video equipment, and you can take your lesson home with you and replay it as much as you'd like. Start with a golf swing evaluation for only $125 and let a Golf Tech coach customize a game plan for you. 314-721-GOLF. You can find them online as well, golftechcom St. Louis. Play better. Swing better. Golf Tech. I got a big shout out and a thank you to Whitmore Country Club for supporting my golf show. I don't know if you know, Whitmore Country Club has 72 holes of golf. There's a 24-hour fitness center and has a extremely large pool complex. This is a family-friendly country club to belong to. There's a kids club in the main clubhouse right near the fitness center. There are golf leagues, skinned game Members, tournaments, couples, events are available all year long. If you join at Whitmore, you also get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. And the cart fees are already included in that membership. There are no food or beverage minimums, no assessments. Go out and see my friend Bummer out in the clubhouse. He is an absolute jewel 
and a wonderful guy that will tell you all you need to know. Or you can call Whitmore at 636-926-9622. After 25 years on the PGA Tour, Jay Delsing takes you behind the scenes from the eyes of a pro. Now back to more golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I am your host, Jay, and Pearly, my caddy, friend, buddy, whipping boy, is with me here. <laughs> and we are headed to the back nine, our third segment today. Um, well, I just have to mention Ho Sung Choi. We, 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 we talked about him earlier in the year. A great uh, kind of internet sensation. Novelty. Came on over. Novelty they can play. He can definitely play. Yep. He's a good player. Unfortunately, he came out to Pebble Beach and just laid an egg, missed a cut by multiple That's shots. That's a tough place to start. It really is. Yep, it really is. Um, so now we're going to go to the two, my my two, uh, let's say award winners, even though we're not giving them anything, on what we're Giving we, them accolades. We're well, giving them time on the Jay, Golf with Jay Delsing show. It's pretty, it's pretty impressive. Well, I think it, it is. Yeah. At least in our minds. <laughs> what else matters? I got control of here. If, if that. Okay, so the runner-up is this fellow named Valentino Dixon. We mentioned him. He spent 27 years falsely imprisoned for a murder he didn't commit. He always liked to draw, uh, draw and do some artsy sort of things as a, as a young person. But um, someone in prison gave him an old golf digest and said, you might want to Take a look at this and draw some some uh, golf art. Well, he did. And he drew and he drew. And they got the uh, Georgetown law students looking at his case. Long story short, he got exonerated and freed. And Pearl, this week, he had a sold-out golf, his, his golf art in a New York gallery. That's awesome. How cool is that? That is very cool. Yep. I sent him an email today. I just loved, did you really? That's yeah, awesome. Jay, you're him. good I'd at love, that. Kind of I'd thing. love to uh, have him on the show. Lived to just anything to to do with that. And let's go to our. This is my favorite. This is a. This is, is this. The I've been doing this crescendo of this. Segment? It, it, it okay. absolutely is. I've been playing golf and doing this stuff for a long time and trying to do fun, neat things that don't even come close to how cool this was. Amy Bockerstedt, along with Gary Woodland, on the 16th hole, the waste management. Amy is um, a young lady with Down syndrome, mm-hmm. and who can absolutely swing the golf club. Pulls her out of the, pulls her out of the crowd, and she steps up there. And folks, if you haven't seen it, please go to it. YouTube, it's on YouTube. It is. Yep. It's had so many hits. It is wonderful. She goes. She makes a phenomenal par, but she is miked the whole time. And Gary, to his credit, is so genuinely excited for her. He doesn't know what to say. He just keeps saying, that's awesome. Amy, that's awesome. And she stands up there in front of 30,000 people with, what, a 10 or 12-foot putt. And he goes, do you want a putt? She's like, yeah. I got this. I got, I got this. this. I got this. She goes, you got it? She goes, yeah, I got this. And you hear her stand over the putt, and she's kind of lining up, and she's saying to herself, I got this. Well, you know what else she got? She got herself a Full athletic scholarship to Paradise Community College. For that golf. is such a great ending to this story. Not even an ending. It's a new beginning to the end of that great story. I mean, what else? Can, I yeah. just her parents have have been on, you know, social media and just. I mean, it's really really cool and it's a great story and it for me it's the highlight of the. Uh, of the beginning of this year. We talk so. about positive self-talk, and if you want a, a pure, pure lesson into it, listen to how she talked herself through that whole thing under that situation that she had never come close to being involved with before. And uh, and Gary Woodland's, there, here's a great, big, powerful man who is giddy and giggling with enthusiasm, as you mentioned. It was it's a, it's a great piece. I'm not sure we're going to see something that much more cool and and sincere and honest the rest of the year yeah it's just delightful yep i gotta do a quick shout out to whitmore country club for sponsoring this show can't thank you folks enough um there's 72 holes of golf at whitmore um when you join out at whitmore there's there's golf available for you at the missouri bluffs the links of dardine the golf club of, of wentzville and your cart fees are already included at those other places in this membership 
There's no food or beverage minimums, no assessments, a 24-hour fitness center, large pool complex, tennis courts. Oh, man, the, the social calendar. There's parties. I heard the holiday parties were fantastic this year. There's picnics and date nights, live music all the time, a kids club. Most importantly, you got to go see my friend Bummer Barry. He's one of the assistants in the golf shop, and he is just a delight. I talked to him today. We're going to get him on the show. He's a great player. He comes from a um, a golfing family, and um, we're going to get him to to talk about some of the cool things at Whitmore. There's golf leagues, there's skins games, members tournaments, couples events available all year round. It's just a a great family friendly, family oriented facility. So. Um, you can call Whitmore at 636-926-9622. And, um, oh, man, it's just a great place. I want to meet Bummer. You've talked so much about him. I know you got to get him on the show. Yep. But I want. I, I think that's maybe that's one of those guys you can get on every once in a while because he sounds like he's got a lot of stories. Oh, he's, he's a story himself. <laughs> he's, a great, he's a great guy. Remember uh, listening to stories where he used to bartend. And he would, he would get off work because the bars close at 1. And you know what he'd do? He went and hit balls. He said there was a light that if he hit the light just right with a ball, the street light would go on and he could hit. <laughs> it's just fantastic. It's just he is. And his brother, Taz, Tom Barry, first, first of all, they have the cool, cool nicknames. And Bummer is not Bummer because, oh, this guy's a downer. The exact opposite. He's Bummer because he's the youngest of nine kids. Wow. And all of his brothers and sisters used to call him Bummer because he used to bum along with him all the time. So you can hear his parents say, take Dan with you. And he's like, oh, come on, Bummer. Let's go. So he's uh, fantastic. Well, let's go to this. Let's transition yep. into this next uh, segment mm-hmm. about, whew, man, this is going to be this is there's some meat in this segment about yes. the rules of golf changes. And, um, man, where do we begin? Well, first of all, let's just talk about one thing that is clearly going to be changed. And that's where we're dropping the height from which we have to drop. Okay, let, wait a second, though. Let me set this up a little bit if I can. Right. One place that we talked about, and I think people can uh, will reference this so people can check into it, because this is tough to cover all this. I mean, I appreciate that they want to make them simpler and straightforward. I appreciate that they want to do good for the game, and I know their heart's in the right place. I'm not sure they accomplished either one of those things. As a matter of fact, I think in so many areas they got it completely different. You and I are going to have great attitudes about this, and this is going to be fun, but this is going to be crazy for a long time in this game, both professionally watching on TV, and we are and today we're going to talk a little bit at some point on how it's going to affect club play, our Nassau's with our buddies, etc. So a reference point is if you go online, Google the Golf Digest, and it's under nine changes in the new rules of golf you absolutely need to know for 2019. <laughs> as soon as I saw nine rules I need to know, I'm thinking, you already got my head spinning. Nine more rules. And if we notice on tour, virtually every time there's a rule, what do the best, most knowledgeable players in the, in the world do? They call for a rules official. And they stop the whole thing, and they stand around. And sometimes that's where Johnny Miller, I thought, was always pretty good. It's like, he knows rule. Just drop the darn ball. These guys aren't going to do it, are they? And they're no. sure as heck not going to do it now that the rules have changed. Well, I will tell you this. I got to play on tour with Johnny Miller, and he just picked his ball up whenever he wanted to. <laughs> On the front nine, he he looked over at me, put his hand in the air. I'm taking a drop. I'm like, can you do that, my caddy? You know, this is my fourth tournament on tour. My caddy goes, it's Johnny Miller. He can do whatever he wants. I'm like, okay, Johnny's taking a drop. Yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah, we saw some strange things for yeah, the years. We yeah. sure did. We sure did. And and um, so the the dropping from your knee is so awkward. And and we are such creatures of habit. We tour players. Well, ever all of us, all of us golfers are such you know creatures of habit that you know you just have held our our arm out at arm's length and drop. Now you have to drop at your knee. Well, it used to be behind her back, so we right. had to get used to that. Yep. And, and that, now why is it at the knee? What What are they saying? And I'm going to do a little test, and I'm going to reference this Golf Digest. Don't look at the Golf Digest. You I'm just not. tell me what you think. <laughs> yes, you are. You're looking at it. You tell me what you think the, re- the reason is. They're dropping it from their I knee know, instead I, of their shoulder. I Oh, I don't know. I, oh, I, oh, you thought you knew. Well, I didn't know what the question was, but I have an answer to a different Is question. Meet the official. Hey, Meet, can you? Yeah, can you just delete? Can you turn Pearlie's microphone off? No, no he's okay. the official. The um, I know that they were initially going with the, the drop one inch above the ground. I know that. Okay. I talked to to the the one inch above the, the ground or the grass. Yes. 
Okay. And and um, what happened was they got pushback thinking that that was too much like placing it. And I'm thinking... Oh, nobody would have taken advantage of that. What what, what are you referring to? Just place it. I'm thinking, just <laughs> place it. Let's go. Get the ball on the ground and let's hit it. But um, wh- So the question is, why did they change it from shoulder height to... Knee to knee height, so that you could probably get a better lie. Um, this is compromised to pres- to preserve some randomness with the drop. Official went to knee height instead, so they just didn't want it to roll as often as far. So that was one of the reasons right there, and so they went pearl from one inch off the ground to to shoulder to one inch to knee. Right. Okay. And what do you think about that? Is that a good decision so far? Oh my gosh! I've never seen. I'll tell you, it looks, I've never it, seen. I've never seen us look, 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 look goofy oh, anyway. Now I, we look like. I agree. I saw Ricky Fowler. Did you see after he he got that penalty for dropping, and um, so if you take a wrong drop, you drop from your shoulder. You can re-drop if you catch it before you hit the no the penalty, ball. no penalty, as long as you didn't hit the shot. Right, but Ricky hit the shot, and then he kind of widened his legs a little and. Looked like the ball was kind of coming out of a different part of his body just to kind of make the folks laugh because everybody is tired yeah. of trying to figure this out. And okay, it's, so um, that's one of the rules. Right. You want to get to one more? Or we got a segment change here. What are we doing? Meet, where are we? We got a little bit more time? Yeah. What's we, one more you want to look at? Let's talk about um, the, the uh, there's some controversy there. Let's just talk about putting with the flagstick in. Okay. We've seen yep. guys do that, they're getting more comfortable. I personally still think it looks crazy. And I think I can't. I'm going to be in Augusta. I can't wait to see, you know, what happens down there. But it is going to seem so weird to watch guys at Augusta, this mecca, putting with the flagstick in. Well, I got to play. You're right. As far as watching on tour, and you can see the guys, but they are getting comfortable with it. I got to play with some buddies three or four or five days in a row. I'll tell you what. I, I like it. There's less walking around the hole. When, especially us, we're first coming on there, we got 30-foot putts. Do you want it in? Do you want it out? We're in, we're out. Put it back in for me. We get away from all that. We're not trampling around the hole. That means all the other groups in front of us aren't trampling around the hole. I personally think there's some really positives in there. It's still going to, it's a change, but I think there's a lot of positives. Yeah, I I, I think it's more of a visual for me. I, um, I haven't played with the surgeries and stuff, and so I'm looking forward to maybe this weekend out and just, just seeing what it's, what it's like to have that flag stick in the hole while you're actually, you know, trying to hold a putt. It's kind of weird. And one piece of this, though, I don't think this is one that's going to, you know, you have to worry about being misinterpreted and getting it wrong. The other rules, as we're going to continue to discuss, like the dropping, okay, my knee, my ankle, I forgot to do it. Maybe there won't be too much misinterpretation there. It just looks weird. So maybe that's another one that's going to be pretty clear. But the ones we're going to talk about after the break, Yep. Have a lot of room for. Well, we're going to have some fun with that. Yes, we, we are. Do, we are absolutely going to have some fun with it. Well, that's going to do it for the back nine segment. Uh, we'll be heading into the nineteenth hole after these messages. This is golf with Jay Delsing on one hundred and one ESPN. Jerseyville Carpet and Furniture Gallery are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing. They've been around since 1973, and it's been family-owned and operated the entire way. Father Danny Capps started it all. Now sons Matt and Jared are fully involved. And at Jerseyville Carpet and Furniture Gallery, they host the area's largest selection of Lazy Boy and Flex Steel Furniture. Plus, you'll find a full-service Mohawk Color Center featuring carpet, hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. Everything is professionally installed at Jerseyville Carpet and Furniture Gallery, plus easy to and setup of new furniture however and wherever you want it they'll also haul away all of your old furniture can't beat that deal going the extra mile that's what jerseyville carpet and furniture gallery is all about find them online jerseyvillecarpetfurniture.net or call them 618-639-9858 most people think to get fit you've got to be in the gym five days a week well i used to think that too but that was before i discovered 20 minutes to fitness 20 Minutes to Fitness makes it possible to achieve in one 20-minute session a week what might require three hours or more a week at the gym. It reduces the time it takes to exercise by up to 90%. Their trainers can get you in shape no matter what your age or fitness level. They do it using special equipment and safe, medically-based approach. And all it takes is 20 minutes once a week. Honestly, 20 minutes once a week. Sound too good to be true? Your first session is free, so try it and see for yourself. They've got locations in 
Clayton and Chesterfield. To learn more, visit 20minutestofitness.com. 20 Minutes to Fitness. It's just 20 minutes just once a week, and it works for me. I just wanted to let you know that USA Mortgage has lowered its rates this month. That's right. They've lowered their rates. We are keeping them down as long as we can to take advantage of the great real estate market this spring. Buyers are flooding the market. Values are going up. And USA Mortgage is ready to help you with you and your pre-approval, refi, or cash-out opportunity. We can help you eliminate your mortgage insurance, shorten your term, or pay off debt. Please call Joe Sheezer at 314-628-2015 to apply or get sound financial advice for your mortgage needs. Hurry while the rates are still low. You can apply online at usamortgage.com slash Joe Sheezer. That's S. C-H-I-E-S-Z-E-R, or call him directly at 314-628-2015. NMLS number 231118. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. You can get involved in the show by emailing your questions and comments to jay at jdelsinggolf.com. Well, thanks for staying with us. We just finished 18 holes of golf, and we're headed into our favorite part of the golf experience, the 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. I'm here with my buddy, John Perlis, and um, we're talking about the significant rule changes that... Um, They're well, kicking in for 2019. Man, uh, we, have, uh, we have seen quite a bit of... Um, oh, well... Let's just let's just go back to the piece we referenced on Golf Digest. Yep. yep. Um, acc- you know, number one is is titled "Accidents Happen," and what they've changed is if you accidentally move your coin on the green, or your um, or the ball, or the ball for for that matter, you can look back and remember Dustin Johnson when he won the um, the 2016 um, U.S. Open at Oakmont and got that crazy ruling from the USGA that took forever from the to give us that, there's no longer that's no longer ever going to be a penalty. So if you, if you accidentally move it, like what's that mean? Bump it with your putter? Well, sometimes, like I can remember one time, Pearl, I dropped. I'm going to mark my ball, and I dropped my ball on my coin, and it moved my coin, and that's mm. a penalty. That was okay. a penalty back. But in the what day. about if you're lining up to hit your putt, and you just kind of twitch the ball like a quarter of an inch forward? What's that considered? Oh, I think that's going to be a stroke. Well, if, if, you, you if I accidentally moved my ball, I accidentally moved it. So these are the vagaries that I'm concerned right. about here. So what the heck does that mean? So I'm down in Florida a week ago, this coming is... down the stretch, and I got I hit a nice shot into a par three. I got about a 10-footer. Everybody's st- you know, looking because finally I'm going to make a birdie. I'm going to win all the skins. I get up there. God, this is embarrassing to admit. I nudged the ball about an inch. <laughs> And as I nudge it, now I'm not sure if it came to a complete stop, but I didn't stop my whole process. And I kept on going, and I hit it, and I made it. So they all said to me, that's a three, because you, you hit it twice. I was like, wait a second. What about this new rule? They gave me a three. I probably should have got like a four or five. I'm not even rules. sure. What, yeah, with the old rules, for sure, you hit a moving ball. Um, I'm not uh, sure it was... It had stopped moving, but my I was still in process of hitting it. I don't know. It was almost like a double hit, right. which they don't call anymore. Well, a double hit is also included in these things. It's at the back end, but a double hit is now legal and doesn't cost I, you anything. I, I think I won skins. You better call them. I'm going to call them. We can stop the show right now if you want to call them. <laughs> How much were you guys playing for? Not enough to stop the show. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, so, so there's I, a vagary there. So this is one of those rules. I kind of like it in a lot of ways. You know, sometimes you tap down your ball mark and then it gets stuck because it yep. might be wet, gets stuck to the bottom of your putter. Nobody meant to do anything wrong. So they're saying, let's just put this back. But I think there's a plenty of vagueness here. What does that mean by accidentally moving it? I accidentally missed the putt. So I, I meant to make it, but I accidentally missed so it. So where does that go? So, okay, right. so that's number one. Well, so here's what's happening, and you're going to see more of this. We're going to go over more. But they're, they're, the USGA and the RNA, they're desperately trying to simplify these things and to, to speed up the game and just make it more normal. If, if, and less like nerdy in some cases. Yeah, just, like, just use a little bit of common sense. However, however, 
this wording is so ambiguous. You're not sure. I I, I don't know what it what they're what it's going to actually. It's you know what it's going to lead to. This, this fight. fight. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt because my favorite of the of the vagueness. Why don't you go ahead and read the the uh, out of bounds uh, protocol? The okay. new out of bounds protocol. Oh boy, let's see what number was that. It's at the very end, I think. Okay, OB yeah. option it's number nine. A player may drop a ball anywhere between where the original ball was believed to come to rest or went out of bounds. <laughs> I, 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 just, I don't even know what that means. I have so many friends that would. I I know we'd already be arguing. I know there's that one hole at Norwood. Where that short par four, when I block it into the road, from now on, I know where it goes once it goes in the road. It goes to the end of the fence, which is about pin high. So I'm going to get to drop it, per these rules, on the fringe. Go right ahead, because you haven't finished the rest of this I know. yet. There's no picnic <laughs> to try to figure out what it says. Okay, drop it uh, where it comes to rest, where you think it's out of bounds, or it went out of bounds. I'm not even sure what that meant. Or and then just bring it to the edge of the fairways. So if I'm in a guy's pool, to the right of the woods, which is where the pools are normally, I'm going to get to take it out of the pool, out of the woods, and drop it in the fairway, or in this case, onto the green. However, it says it's a two-stroke penalty. So if I hit the ball to get it out of bounds, that's one. Add two. That's three. I'm hitting four. That's is too that many. right? I don't does know. does two-stroke mean, like, regularly? What did they call a regular out-of-bounds? Wasn't that a two-stroke penalty when yeah. you had to re-tee it? Yeah. But really, you were just hitting your third shot off the tee. Yep. This is saying to me, which I think is what's happening, well, they're giving you the yardage, and they're giving you the fairway. So they're so giving you a couple extra strokes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. That one kind of blows my mind on that thing. So what I like about this, I'll tell you one one person or one group of people, a category of people, the PGA pro and assistant pro oh, yeah. are going to be stressed to the max this year to try to avoid the fist fights, the Nassau's, and the guys are out there. I can't wait to see you and Sheezer out there pressing your presses on top of presses and Joe hitting it over there in the toolies and normally he would come out. Now he's going to hit it in the toolies and, and get to drop it in the fairway and you're going to be going like, What? So I'm on about the sixth hole down in Florida with these guys. You called me from Florida and told me this story, and I could not stop laughing. So one of my buddies gets up there. He's, he's, he's a high handicapper, really good guy. We'll call him Mark. That's not – actually, that is his name. And, and so we'll call him Mark because that's his name. Should we give him his phone number, too? <laughs> Depending on how the story turns out. Yeah. So he hits a bad tee shot. Then he hits a really bad second shot and just rope hooks it through the trees, out of bounds, into somebody's yard. All of a sudden, where is he? He's in the fairway hitting his next shot. So we don't know about this two-shot thing. So I'm thinking he's hitting one. Now he's hitting four from there. Whips it to the right trees. Literally lands it into a, what's a, I know a covey, a quail. What's a bunch of turkeys? What do they call that? A gaggle? Uh, let's go with that. Let's, let's go hey, it's our show. We can call whatever he we want. He lands it into a gaggle of turkeys <laughs> in the woods, makes the turkeys go all over, all over the place. So that's f- four. His fourth shot went in there. So I'm thinking, I he's, got this one. He's out. Yeah. He's out. Somehow he, like, blades it through the trees from there, and he's got 40 yards just at the edge of the woods, chips it, goes in the hole for six. <laughs> it's a par five. He gets two shots. He makes them four. I can't even function at this point. <laughs> so I'm like, what? So he, what? I'm thinking, how does he hit all those bad shots and get a four? Right, right. I just picked up my ball, went to the next hole, which is I think the hole that I double putted that thing. <laughs> and I didn't know the rules. Now that I look at that, I think I made a two because it's, I, I shouldn't think you be. Did. But he got a six. I'm like, I don't even know if I should be playing this anymore. Fortunately, we all kind of got a kick out of it, but I'm, I just couldn't follow what was going on there. So that's your new OB rule. So I'm still not sure, nor are you. Is it one shot? Is it two shot? Here's the other issue. This isn't what the tour players play to. No. This is for us playing at the, at the club. When? In the club championship? In the member guest? Or just whenever we're out there with their buddies? If we deem so. 
Unfortunately, Which, this lead. No, no, no. Opens, don't start there. Opens, Which one is it? No, wait. I'm go- <laughs> it just right. I don't know. It it leads to so much confusion. It just and and the to your point about the local club pro. He's just gonna go. He's gonna have to jump in front of this bus early and and tell him here's how we do this. Or otherwise. I don't know how they're going to how, how they're going to regulate anything. If you think about how many years have the old rules been in place, and the pro still needs to come out in the member guest in the club champion in the local city tournament and make a definition or a ruling on uh, a red hazard, a yellow hazard, not a, not even called hazard. What are they all called now? Penalty areas. So it's not an OB. It's not this. It's that. They're all penalty areas. Right. Is that how it works? Right. So now we're just. I appreciate they want to make it simpler. And I know their intentions are right. I think it's going to add a lot of interesting scenarios. Well, there's some vagueness. It's um, well, you know, there's to- there's another there's another one on tour that's been oh man, it got people so fired up. And this is so they have eliminated the ability for the caddies, mm. and this was done mostly for the LPGA. Okay, they've eliminated. The ability the caddies had to line up their players in their pre-shot routine. They said no, no. Once you're, I think the rule states something like once you have addressed the ball, if your caddy's behind you, then it's a penalty. Well, we have had all sorts of crazy rulings and decisions and penalties given. We've had penalties rescinded. We've had um, players, you know almost threaten to walk off the course. You know, that's ridiculous that the spirit of this game is based on honesty. And, you know, these guys aren't trying to game this this rule. And it's just crazy. Well, remind me, once upon a time, what was the rule? Couldn't you actually – I used to, I think growing up, remember, the caddies could line the players up a lot. Did they actually stand behind them? You could initially line them up and stay, stay there. Behind, That's and what stay I thought. There. And so they changed that rule, right? They said you can line them up. You can line them up, but you have to move. And now they said you can't line them up. I mean, you can talk. You can talk about, hey, I want to hit this thing at this target. I'm going to aim over there, and you can stand behind the ball like that. But if your player is addressing the ball and you're behind him. According to the rules, that's a penalty. So what's that guy's name? Denny McCarthy? Is that, yeah. is that his name from uh, Waste Management? So his caddy was behind him in like a pre-shot. Then mm-hmm. caddy left, and he got away from the ball, yep. went through his full routine. I think he stepped behind it, might yep. be his full routine, came back in. But they said that you were, you were addressing the ball and he was behind you. So they never said you had to hit the shot. Apparently the rule is anytime you're addressing the ball, he can't stand behind you. Is the way I interpreted that, but I'm not sure that's right either. I'm not. I'm not sure either, and I think they rescinded that penalty. They, they took that penalty away, but the I forget the um, is it the was it the Chinese player on the yes. European tour? Yes, he had a Lee. putt. Yeah, was he it? had a putt. He had a four foot putt to finish. T second. It was I worth a hundred thousand dollars. Is what I think it was. It was yeah. a- anyway. It was absolutely crazy. I watched it 15 times on uh, on on my computer, and he did not gain anything. His caddy didn't have any intent and wasn't there for even a millisecond, and they gave him the penalty and did not rescind that penalty, and it cost him $100,000 in prize money. Yeah, yeah that, um, that's tough. And, and at the end of the day, when there's rule, if you can't clearly enforce it, you got to change something about it. I mean, do we have time to talk about one of the I'm not sure if we can finish this one. I think we gotta come back in in our future shows on this, Jay. But what about in the bunkers now? Now you can pick up loose impediments. You're actually allowed to ground your club in your your you're allowed to ground your club in the sand without getting in front or behind the ball. You what? can't touch the sand behind or in front of the ball. Where would you ground your club? Yeah. I mean, you can't ground it in such a way that's going to improve your lie. Okay, so does that mean you can take a practice swing in the sand I think and, so. and hit sand? I think so. And you can ground it. So, yeah, wow, yeah. As long as you, so somehow you, they're saying you can put your sand wedge in the sand, but not such that it changes your lie situation. Well, it's I'm interesting. Not sure that that's back in the day, possible. right? We were 
you know, that was always called testing the sand. Yep. You know, when you yep. and I, and I never uh, envisioned them changing that rule like they have, but um, they they sure have. Well, man, this. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna address this. We, we're gonna we, we, we here's why will. we know this is gonna happen because yep. we're gonna read about it. We're yep. gonna see it at the different clubs, and you're gonna see it every week on the tour for the whole year. So we'll we'll come back to this. Yeah, none of this is going away. None of it's going away. So that's but, in uh, that's in uh, Golf Digest. Nine changes in the new rules of golf. You absolutely need to know for 2019. And I really encourage you, Jay, to get a PGA local PGA Tour pro to come on here. Maybe. In June. Now, let's ask him, how's it going so far? Why would he want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's that wraps up the 19th hole, Pearl. Man, this day went by. Thanks so much for spending the morning with me. Um, gosh, this is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN, and hit him straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday from 7 to 8 for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime... You can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com as well as at jdelsinggolf.com.